Zion Williamson has a superstar performance as the New Orleans Pelicans pretty much dominate the Toronto Raptors. This is the best version of the Pelicans, even without Brain Ingram and CJ McCollum in this one. And I'll explain why in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday day after the Pelicans win big at home in the Smoothie King Center. Maybe their signature win of the season so far, 126-108 over the Toronto Raptors. Superstar performance from Zion Williamson. You didn't even have Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum in this one too, and it was awesome. We're likely going to need to break this up, this show up into two days, or this win up into two days, because there's so much to take away from the tremendous performance you saw from New Orleans in this one. And of course, thank you, by the way, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all like no one else is. We don't go weeks between shows or anything like that. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. We get to kind of celebrate a little bit because this one was fun. Good crowd in the Smoothie King Center, too, on a Wednesday night for after Monday, which didn't really have the best crowd. So this was likely the signature win for the Pelicans this season because, frankly, the Toronto Raptors are good, and they were just absolutely embarrassed by the Pelicans this one, in this one. Down 30 at halftime, they just had no answer for what New Orleans wanted to do, and New Orleans took advantage. Toronto is 11-9, but off to a slower start than you would think just due to some injuries and guys not being fully healthy to start the year. This Toronto team is tough, and New Orleans just took it to them. Like, I don't really know what else to say. They just were absolutely just bodied this team, basically. And let's break down what they did. So I want to go kind of Zion, Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, but I don't know if we'll actually get to Trey in the show today. I'm going to play this one a little bit looser than I normally do. Because when you watch that Oklahoma City Thunder game, and when we did the recap on that game, I said it shows you why they need to run their offense through Zion more. And I've been saying this for a little while now. Get the ball in his hands and good things happen. You know, play a little bit more methodical, a little bit slower. Don't play with a kind of improvisational style. Run your set plays. Run the sets that you feel comfortable running. And don't try and just kind of wing it and cut and do all of these things on the fly because it leads to a lot of turnovers. And they had 22 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's why in yesterday's show I said, I'm not really worried about the turnover issue for New Orleans if they're just kind of playing under control. And as long as they play under control, I'm not concerned that those turnovers are going to really be a problem for them. Though they had 20 in this game, it wasn't really like they were, it, one, it didn't really occur until much later in the game when they already had a big lead and were kind of easing off the gas a little bit. When they decided to just kind of run their offense, and Willie Green had these guys ready to play, and Willie Green was an active participant in this game all game long, you know, you really saw their offense click. 
Willie Green wasn't going to let them just kind of do whatever they wanted out there. He was going to be calling plays, or at least calling kind of the generic sets they should be running out of. If you watch the game, you saw him touch his elbow a lot. That means something. We don't need to go into some of the specifics. It basically means get some bigs at the elbow and start to run some actions from there. But you see him doing that a lot, telling these guys what to do, kind of organizing the troops in a sense, and they need that. They still don't have a lot of the right team chemistry to go out and just kind of do their thing. So Willie Green was ready for that, calmed these guys down basically the entirety of the game, and when it did finally get to an 11-point game late-ish in the fourth quarter, took a timeout, and out of the timeout, the Pelicans go on an 11-2 run and ice the game and put it away. This was a great job by Willie Green just on those kind of little things and making sure this team was ready. And then the other big change he did without Brandon Ingram, without C.J. McCollum, run the offense through Zion. Don't have multiple possessions where he doesn't get a touch. Put the ball in his hands and good things will happen. Point Zion and we saw it. We saw it in this one. It's very simple. The first quarter... He would bring the ball up. They'd get him the ball at the top of the three-point line. And the second he got the ball, he was double-teamed. He was immediately double-teamed by two Toronto Raptors players. And when that happened, he kicked the ball to other guys, and they made plays and made shots. And so by the second quarter, so this accomplishes what you want. This is what I've been saying. Good shooters out there aren't going to space the court for Zion until they make teams pay. The first quarter, those doubles, the open men, the open man made the Toronto Raptors pay. And in the second quarter, they went away from that defensive strategy. They didn't just double him anytime he got the ball. They doubled him when he finally got down low with help defenders, but it allowed him to play one-on-one and just get downhill and score in a variety of different ways. Because they were worried about other guys like Trey Murphy, who we'll hopefully get to in today's show. I think we will, looking at the timing right now. You know, it was six, made six threes. When your open guys are making the shots, making teams pay, it'll actually start to space the court for Zion. And it did. Zion, in the first quarter, was dishing the ball incredibly well. He had five assists on the night. I think he had four. He had four in the first quarter. Also five of five. And they just decided that, okay, we're not going to do that because other guys are making us pay. We'll let him do his thing. And we'll let him just score and not let other people beat us. And it still didn't work. But you kind of see the strategy there. And it opens Zion up the rest of the game. When he really iced the game in the fourth quarter, those dunks, it was initially on -on one-on-one defense that he was able to get past, turn the corner, get to the rim, and score. That strategy of doubling him and then the shooters making those teams pay worked. This is what we've wanted this to eventually lead to. And I said it would take about a quarter of the season. It did, but then these guys made their shots and it just opened things up and you saw the best version of New Orleans. Brandon Ingram fits into this, working off ball from Zion. CJ absolutely fits into this, working off ball from Zion. This is probably the idealized form of the Pelicans offense. That's, I think, what you really saw in this one. If you can get that kind of win without those two guys, you're going to be able to do even better with both those guys out there on the court. It was a great offense, the best offense we've seen. They put up 40 in the first quarter, never looked back from there until they took their foot off the gas a little bit, which is understandable, and then realized that was happening, put their foot back on, and closed the game out. Got out of the Smoothie King Center with what feels like a relatively easy win against what I think is a really good team that has a tremendous defense that's very good at forcing turnovers, and you still had an incredible offense. Credit to Willie Green, credit to Zion, and credit to the rest of the team for making their shots. 
But beyond Zion, there was another really good performer. And we talked about him in yesterday's show. And I was wrong about something that I said about Dyson Daniels in yesterday's show when I compared him to Lonzo Ball. I'll let you know what that is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, esports, they've got it all over at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you're here. I've been seeing all of your Spotify end of year wrap ups with Locked On Pelicans in there, and that's awesome. I love it. Thank you. You can get a bunch of those there as well. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. It's been a fun ride so far. It's not going away anytime soon. So tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment if you listen on Spotify or iTunes, wherever it is, or Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star review if you haven't before. It goes a long way towards supporting the show. And the number one thing you can do, and I've been in the comments the past couple of shows chatting with y'all, Comment down below on YouTube. It takes two seconds. Super easy. I'll probably say hi back to you or, or comment on what you said. Probably agreeing with you because I've seen a lot of really interesting, smart basketball comments and even discussion down there. It's a pretty cool spot to be. So comment down below on YouTube. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're talking about the Pelicans. Just impressive win, 126-108 over the Toronto Raptors. I think it's the best we've seen the Pelicans look so far against a quality opponent this season. This is probably their idealized form. Like, this is them being them, their best selves. That's what everyone wants as you head into the new year, right? This is the Pelicans being their best selves. And it is really with Point Zion. It just makes things so much easier. And anything Toronto tried to do didn't work. This was a superstar performance from Zion Williamson in this one. A complete game. He was even active defensively too. I said he looks good defensively. He's satisfactory or better. And in this one, he had another really strong performance on that side. I just lost the stats where they go, but I think he had three blocks. Two blocks, four steals. Yeah, He's been good defensively, everybody. But another guy who was really good... And I, I have like a way to describe how good he was, was Dyson Daniels. I talked about him in yesterday's show. He's been getting minutes. And I said he looks like kind of the second coming of Lonzo Ball in a very positive way. I was wrong. I was wrong about that. He looks better than Lonzo Ball because he gets downhill, attacks the basket, and with his size is very good at finishing at the rim. He made a three early and didn't just settle for that and wanted to get downhill and attack. He was six of nine from the field. He only took two threes in this one. Nine assists, eight rebounds, 14 points. He was one assist, two rebounds shy of a triple-double. He's a rookie. He hasn't played all that much this season. He was really good, whether it was making the right pass in transition, connecting the offense, running the pick and roll, or just trying to get down low and score. Scored in the paint, he scored at the rim, scored from three, 
This is why they drafted him eighth overall. But here's the, the stat that tells you he was good. The Pelicans had a lineup out there that when I, I had to do a double take and look up at the scoreboard to be like, are those five guys actually all on the court together? The answer was yes, they were. And it was, I'm trying to remember this exact lineup, Devontae Graham. It was Dyson Daniels, Devontae Graham. It was Trey, uh, it was Garrett Temple, Billy Hernan Gomez, and Larry Nance Jr. Let me say that one again. Dyson Daniels, Devontae Graham, Billy Hernan Gomez, Larry Nance Jr., and Garrett Temple. That lineup, all five being guys off of the bench, should not work. That lineup should be really bad. I was I, I did a double take. I couldn't believe it. It's just like Willie Green, what are you doing? And here's the thing. That lineup worked. That lineup worked really well. With Dyson Daniels out there with that group, they were plus eight in the second quarter alone. And it was because Dyson Daniels made it work. Pulling the strings on offense, connecting guys, playing really good defense to slow down Toronto and just making it easy for the rest of them. He was incredible in this. You can really see the growth that he is taking. Aaron Summers talked to him after the game and asked him, you know, you've been in a bit of a groove. You scored 14 points in this one, came close to a triple-double, and he said, I'm just finding my way right now. You know, I think I'm starting to hit my stride. I think I'm hitting the right kind of groove and feeling good now that I've been getting minutes. I'm out there. I'm able to kind of put some things together. We look for the guy to be proverbially turning the corner. We've said this a lot about Nikhil Alexander-Walker and even Kyra Lewis Jr. in the past when they actually haven't been. I do think maybe, you know, the light bulb, to use another cliche, the light bulb is coming on for Dyson Daniels. He looked really good, and defensively, he's already NBA-ready. He's a really good rebounder. He didn't turn the ball over really at all. One turnover in this one. Only had one personal foul. Just solid defense all night from him and fitting right in offensively. When Zion kicked the ball out to him and he made the three, you knew you were in for a really good performance from him. This is a guy that should be getting more minutes. Herb Jones rolled his ankle. He might be out for a week or two. Who knows? You know, it might be listed as day-to-day, probably. X-rays were negative. There's no need to put him back into the game, but we know the Pelicans, he's not going to probably play on Friday, just given that they're really cautious with guys. And you look at this and you go, okay, that's all right. They got Dyson Daniels. Trey Murphy's really improving as a player, too. Everything will be fine. You know, again, he looks like Lonzo Ball, but bigger, better, better defensively and more aggressive in getting downhill. I don't know how many drives he had in this one. Lonzo averaged something like five per game or less than that. It was going to be more than that in this game. We'll see when the numbers get updated tomorrow. He was fantastic. He's been fantastic. And defensively, you really see what he's capable of doing. He's capable of defending on the perimeter. He's capable of being a solid help defender and rotating over to take away the rim. And he's capable of defending down low. He's going to get on the same page as these other guys. You'll see some even better passes from him. And he had nine assists in this game. Light bulbs coming on, turning the corner. You can use any cliche there you want, but you really see that he's going to be an integral uh, part of this squad. Something we all kind of predicted. We said around December, he's going to be getting significant minutes and won't be out of the rotation. You know, by the time you're probably listening to this, it's December 1st, right? And he's a guy that's now kind of entrenched in the rotation, partially because of injuries. You know, CJ, to give you a quick update on CJ McCollum, he wanted to play in this one. The, the team held him out, I think. 
he hasn't really gotten up and down the court, been able to run much, get the cardio in, throwing him out there probably would have been a mistake. We'll see if he plays on Friday, but if he doesn't, they're doing just fine right now. And that's not a knock on CJ. They're going to be better with him out there, especially if they use him off ball with point Zion. And you've got a replacement right now in Devontae Graham, who can not Devontae Graham, Dyson Daniels, who can hit some threes and play really good defense and help elevate this team because Toronto was frustrated for most of the night and New Orleans did a really good job on the boards. They only let Toronto have three defensive rebounds. Valanciunas is a big part of that with 11 defensive boards, but also Dyson Daniels grabbing six himself when you can get rebounding from that guard spot, his height, his size, love what we're seeing from Dyson Daniels. Keep giving him minutes. He played 31 in this one. I don't know if he needs to do that every night, but I love what we're seeing from him, and he needs to have a big role going forward. A guy who's going to continue to have a big role, Trey Murphy the third. Growing up before our eyes, too. Let's talk about him coming up. We're getting everything in today's show. We're going to get to Trey Murphy the third next, coming up in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, Actually, no, we're going to just jump right into it right now. So thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Monday through Friday, like no one else is coming to you. Also completely free. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. This team's fun. Get him clued in. The guy sitting in front of me, I have season tickets. I think he shares season tickets there. It was like turned around behind, you know, to look at me during this game. and was like, man, you seem to know what you're talking about. Me and my buddy, who Jeremy, who I have season tickets with, he's like, you're all talking. I'm just learning. And now he's going to start listening to the podcast after we started chatting for a little bit because he finds it so valuable. So make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment and comment down below on YouTube. This Pelicans team is fun. Make sure everyone knows about it and listens to Lockdown Pelicans daily. Now for your second listen. Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson was watching this game actually with our Locked On Raptors co-host, making fun of them a little bit, and eventually they had to turn the game off. So go support Locked On Saints because they support Locked On Pelicans. We love Ross. He's a good friend of mine now that he's local and living in New Orleans. Really happy to have him here. He's a rising star in all of this. Go make a sense of what's going to happen to the Saints the rest of this season and next season by listening for your second listen, the Locked On Saints podcast. And today we are talking about the Pelicans rolling over the Toronto Raptors 126-108. Zion looking amazing. Dyson Daniels, light bulb coming off. And then Trey Murphy emerging. We knew this. We knew this. You knew this. I knew this. Antonio Daniels knew this. The team knew it. Anyone who's paid attention to this Pelicans team knew that Trey Murphy was going to be in line for a big breakout season. How's 6 of 12 from 3 sound? 26 points on the night. 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Just an awesome performance. You need shooters on this team, particularly when you're going with point Zion. Because when shooters make their shots, when Zion is doubled, it's going to work. And eventually that'll pull those defenders away from Zion because you can't leave a guy like Trey Murphy open. So when Trey was hitting those shots early... It just made life easier for everyone, and you saw the court get spaced properly, and then Zion could cook. Just get downhill, not miss shots at the rim, and that's that. He was fantastic in this game. His shooting is incredible. A little bit of space, he's going to be able to take them and make them. He can do it assisted, unassisted too. There were a couple times he had his ball, the ball in his hand, the defender 
backed off him a little bit and he let it fly. And when you're making those shots and providing an outlet for Zion, and you can really see a lot of kind of two-man game being developed between these guys, Zion starts to drive, Trey relocates, knows where Zion wants to send him the ball, gets there, gets it, gets that shot off with that size, which is basically unblockable, and no one can even contest it even if you're close. It's a made three, and it just makes things so much easier. Zion had room. Zion had room to get down low and score in the paint in a way that we probably almost have never seen from him. And that led to him not turning the ball over. That led to just his life being easier. And also notice it led to more free throws, 12 for him on the night. I've long said uncluttered paint is going to let refs see when he gets fouled and they'll call it. They did. Also getting him the ball in the perimeter, they started officiating him like a guard. On his drives to the basket before his gather, before it was a shooting uh, attempt, shot attempt, they would foul him. The refs called it like they would a guard. This is probably the key. This is why you saw the best version of the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram will fit right into this. CJ McCollum fits right into this too. But if they want to win games, have an unstoppable offense against a very good defense that's very good at turning you over, simplify the game, make it easy, give Zion room and space. Run a two-man game where a pick is set from him, then they pop out, and when Zion draws that help defender over or that other guy, kick it to the open man. It doesn't need to be overly complicated. Just do what you do best, and you saw it on full display in this one. This is why this is probably the best game for the Pelicans this season, and they did it without two of their three best players. They did it without Herb Jones playing more than 20, uh, 21 minutes because he left injured. When you can do it with these guys out there, you're going to be able to do it with better players. This was an awesome win. This is the type of win that should make you really excited if you're a Pelicans fan. And if you root for another team, you should be nervous as heck if you've got to face this team when they really start to put it together. Willie Green is starting to make the right decisions and get this team firing on all cylinders, and you saw it in this game. Trey Murphy, a big part of it. Dyson Daniels, a big part of it. Jonas, being used pretty well in this one, including making two threes, 11 boards, 16 points. He was great. You had Herb Jones making plays offensively, making some threes as well. And they did this when Devontae Graham goes 0 for 5 from deep for just two points on the night. That's how easy they made it for some of these other guys that they overcame all of those things. This shouldn't have been a game based on those things I just said that they won. And they did. And they made it look easy best version of the Pelicans we've seen. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Hopefully this was the best podcast you've seen. Please subscribe and comment down below on YouTube. Let's try and make this one the most listened to show of the week, the month, after a big win like that. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.